Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. Hello and welcome to Questions About Heaven. My name is Brad Zockel. I'm the director of the Zulon International Bible Institute, and we have students across the world. We have them both here in the United States and over in countries like Uganda, Tanzania, India, and what we do is we teach Bible education for no scholarship money needed by our students. They get a free education, and we love being able to teach our many, many wonderful Christian students around the world the truth of the gospel and help them to be Bible leaders in their homelands. And one of the great subjects that we enjoy teaching and discussing is heaven. The residents of heaven, the God of heaven, the Jesus that made heaven possible, what life will be like in the resurrected body. You know, as we've talked about this, we found some fantastic truths. Revelation chapter 21 and verse 4 says, we'll never die. Revelation 21 verse 4 says, we'll never suffer injury or suffer pain. Revelation 21 and verse 5 says, everything that you see and hear and smell in heaven will be absolutely new. God himself says, I make all things new. And then in that final destination, the new earth, as the Bible tells us in Revelation chapter 21, verse 1, John sees a new heaven and a new earth. And the heaven that surrounds this new existence of God will be God's new home. Believe it or not, God the Father will live on the new earth with the believer. That's Revelation chapter 21 and verse 3. He says, I will dwell with them, I will be their God, and my people will be my people. We see a lot of promises in there. Revelation chapter 22 and verse 12, the Lord says, I'm coming, I'm bringing my reward with me, and I'm going to give it to each faithful one, each faithful Christian, a reward. And we see more explanation about these rewards in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. It's known as the Bema Seat means the reward seat. And you can be assured in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, the first five verses is the praise will go to each one on how they've served based on their faithfulness. So Christians, it's an amazing truth when we see heaven. Uh, John 14, Jesus says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. See, it's not just a concept or an idea. It's a place. And Jesus says, and when I finish that place, I'm going to come get you, Christian. I'm going to bring you with me that where I am, you may be also. We're going to be with Jesus. We're going home. Did you notice in the Bible, God is referred to as our Father, and we're his children, and we're brothers and sisters in Christ. And 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 6 through 8 says, when we die, we'll go to be home with the Lord. We'll be at home with him. So those are the promises. But now we want to talk about one thing that comes up a lot of people will discuss, and I want to touch on it a little bit here. Uh, Very, very important. We have other residents of heaven that will be there with us, namely angels. Now in the Greek, the Koine Greek, angels really means messengers. They're messengers of God. They are not human, and people do not become angels when they die. We'll talk some about what does the scripture say about these wonderful, wonderful beings that will be cohabitating 
the real estate known as heaven with us. It'll be a joyful place, Matthew chapter 25. Jesus tells us in there that it's known as the joy of the Lord. This is going to be an exciting place with lots of celebration, such as Revelation chapter 7 and verse 9 says, multitudes you can't even number will be celebrating. But then in there we have these very intriguing beings known as angels, and they're in heaven, and they are doing the will of God. For example, in Psalm 103, verse 20, it says, Bless the Lord, O you his angels, you mighty ones who do his word, obeying the voice of his word. What they do is they will serve the Lord. They will answer to him, and the call is for them to bless the Lord. We see them in Isaiah chapter 6. Isaiah looks around the throne of God, and he sees praising angels. They're known as seraphim. Seraphim is plural. Seraph is singular. And seraphim are flying around. Seraphim in the Hebrew literally means burning ones. They must have uh, flames of holiness coming from them. Must have been an amazing description or a sight for him to see. We'll also see very mysterious winged beings in Ezekiel chapter 1. Boy, if you want to see something, that'll just like knock your head off. Go and read about the glimpse of heaven that Ezekiel got in the very first chapter, and you're going to see angels that do not have to obey the currents of the wind or the gravitational pull of the earth, and they move every way that they want to, and the vision of them is quite surprising and even shocking here. But they're not to be scared. You know, we're not to be scared of them uh, there. They do the bidding of the Lord, such as Gabriel, Gabrael, champion of God is what his name means. And it seems that we see Gabriel here and there making announcements. For example, in Luke, in the second chapter, he's making the announcement of the coming of the Messiah to Mary. He's making an announcement. We see him in the book of Daniel, talking to Daniel, Daniel chapter 9. Comes down from the throne of God, making announcements. Then we find uh, Mikael, Michael, Michael the archangel. Ark means like, um, like a higher level, a first level angel. So we find out that angels have different authorities in heaven, such as like captaincies or, you know, generalships, I guess you should say, something like that. Somehow they're delineated in order. We don't know that much about it. But Michael, the archangel, it seems that he's more a battalion angel. Now we talk about cherubim, and they seem to be, as opposed to seraphim, who are praising ones, burning ones, we see cherubim. They seem to be guardian angels, not like the Victorian postcards that you see of little baby uh, winged, uh, uh, cute little infants. Not that at all. Cherubim, as a matter of fact, are very frightening in their appearance against the enemy. They're very assuring to the Christian, but they're what we might call guardian angels. And then we see that they also want to know a lot about what we're doing. See, they're intelligent beings, but when they try to find out what exactly is going on with Christians and salvation and the plan of being saved and such. It says that they want to know more about that. Angels have a curiosity. They're intelligent. As a matter of fact, they want to learn. And I'll give you an example. In 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 12, it tells us that it was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves, but you and the things that have now been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven things into which angels long to look. 
Do the angels want to understand more about the plan of salvation, repentance of the sinner? They're wanting to learn about that. So, angels are not omniscient. They don't have all knowledge. They listen to the Lord, they obey the Lord, and according to Jude 6, there are some that willfully disobey the Lord. They want to go against him. As a matter of fact, it tells us in Jude 6, the angels, there are angels that made a choice, even in heaven, in the environment of heaven. They made a decision to rebel. We read a little bit in Revelation chapter 12 of the third of them that followed Lucifer, the archangel, in rebellion. They had a free will to rebel. And it tells us in Jude 6, there's only one chapter in Jude, so you could say Jude 6. It really means verse 6 of Jude. And the angels who did not stay within their own position of authority, but left their proper dwelling, God has kept in eternal chains under gloomy darkness until the judgment of the great day. There is a special place of incarceration for angels uh, who have rebelled. And God has his reasons why. I believe it's because they have seen the beauty of heaven and the glory of God, and they decided they didn't want it. So their punishment would be so much the greater. So they do have the ability to have uh, decisions. Now, they are spirit beings. Uh, Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 14 says, Are they not all ministering spirits sent out to serve for the sake of those who are to inherit salvation? So they are spirit. They really don't have a physical body. They can give an appearance, as Gabriel did to Mary, that they are not uh, frightening or anything, but they are not limited to a physical body uh, on there. They can go. Now, they do, as we said. They have names. Uh, They are designated as different. For example, Gabriel says, I am Gabriel. I have come from the throne of God. He has a specific duty. Uh, We see in Revelation that there are some that will bring great and solid judgment against the earth. So this is a very, very, uh, you would say, a unique civilization of beings. They're called angels uh, there. And so when we see them, we find them uh, through the scriptures, and when we see the good ones, the ministering spirits, such as we saw in Hebrews chapter 1, they're helping out. But we also see this, what is very, very exciting, is the different things that angels do as they're around us. Now, how do they relate to God? Well, in one thing, they will praise God. I told you, Isaiah saw the vision of the angels, the seraphim, going around the throne of God. Uh, Obviously, an intimidating uh, look there as angels were going around. Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 3, And one called to another and said, and so they're speaking in praise, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. Yahweh is that word for Lord. Yahweh or Jehovah, you might say. The whole earth is full of his glory. So they are in praise to the Lord. Uh, I'm thinking of Psalm 148 as well. And when it says, all of the angels praise him, the direction is from all of his angels in verse 2 of Psalm 148. All his angels praise him, praise him, all his hosts. Host is another word for armies, the armies of the angels to go ahead and praise him again and again and again. So we see the, uh, the angels when we see them in their different uh, responsibilities. But I want to take you especially to something very fascinating here. When we talk about angels, and I want to take you to Revelation 5, because you know we've been talking an awful lot about Revelation whenever we talk about heaven. And as I go there, reminding you once again, 
when the end times come, known as the eternal state, you can capitalize that in English, capital E, capital S, eternal state. At the end times, the temporary heaven, the, the, the present heaven, I might say, right now, will be dissolved. It will be taken down to its finest element, smallest element, as we read about in Second Peter chapter 3, 2 Peter chapter 3, and then the new heaven and new earth are introduced. And in there, we read all through Revelation on the different happenings of what's going to happen in the final chapters. But I'm going to back you up, and then I'm going to show you this uh, uh, here. When we take a look, and we're going to see in Revelation, let me see if I can take this to you. In chapter 5, then it says, verse 11, in Revelation chapter 5, Then I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, and also of the living creatures. And that word could be heavenly beings, the living heavenly beings, and of the elders. And it says this, I'm trying to number them, says John. And he says their number was countless thousands plus thousands of thousands. Now, there was one Bible scholar, and I'm afraid I can't attribute a, a specific name right now, but I was reading this a number of years back, and he said, if I follow the way that the Greeks would count and where their limiting and counting was, if you look at this verse, it's not too far-fetched to say that John was approaching as close as we can to the number billion with a B. A billion angels? Now, you think about it right now, that on our earth we're over seven billion people, a populated planet, but a billion angels? When I was younger, I always thought, well, maybe there's a hundred angels, maybe a couple dozen. Uh, I don't know if there'd be more than a thousand, but a billion angels? It says thousands upon thousands and countless thousands. Uh, as a matter of fact, in the King James Version, it says it this way in, in Revelation 5.11. The number of them was 10,000 times 10,000, comma, and thousands of thousands. And so it's stretching the number as far as possible. And so they're absolutely uh, you know, highly populating not only the heaven, not only will they be there as residents of the new earth as well, but they're also around us, uh, all over, around us right now as we see them. And they're angels, messengers. They're there doing the blessed work of God, and they are guarding his children. There's so much more I want to say about angels, and I see our time is up. Can you believe it? Hey, this is Brad, and I am with Zulon International Bible Institute loving to tell you about the residence of heaven, the joy of heaven. And let's remember this, as fantastic as the angels are, it says John actually was so stunned by them, he mistakenly started to worship them, and they corrected him, you don't do that. But with all that, what's the great glory of heaven? It's God the Father who calls us home. God the Father calls us home, and that's a great joy. And Jesus is there. First John chapter 3 and verse 2 says, we shall see Jesus as he is, and we will be like him. Boy, something to think about. More for us to say in our next podcast. Thank you so much for being with me. This is Brad Zockel with Zulon International Bible Institute. We'll talk more later on in Questions About Heaven. Thanks for joining us this week on Questions About Heaven with Brad Zockel of the Zulon International Bible Institute. Be sure to visit our website, zulon.org, to learn more about our Bible ministry. That's X-U-L-O-N dot org. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. And keep an eye out for our upcoming ebook, Questions About Heaven. Thanks. 
God bless you and have a great day.